Okay, so shall we clap? We shall clap. Three, two, one. I think that was way off. Okay, three, two, one. everybody welcome to another episode of you can't be sick on mondays happy monday thanks for tuning in today it's another one of our scary creepy episodes for the month of october because it is just that time of year um i feel like you're getting picked up by my mic leilu i can hear leilu through my headset so you have to uh you have to go lay down i'm sorry leilu (laughs) get in your bed it might add to the ambiance of the creepy, <laughs> the creepiness. As can Isn't you that... hear the ghost behind us? <laughs> Ew! I know my friggin' demon dog. Um, Sweet dog. Anyways, do you want to tell us what we're talking about today? So today we are going to be diving into some creepy stories, some Halloweeny esque work stories, life stories, and also we are calling upon you, our listeners, to submit uh, recordings to us and or you can type your story to us to be featured in a bonus episode on Halloween. So get ready. I know you can do that by going to anchor.fm slash you can't be sick on Mondays. You can hit the send voicemail message. You can email us at you can't be sick on Mondays at gmail.com. You can also DM us on Instagram or TikTok. You can't be sick on Mondays. I think I've said that quite a bit, so I can't say it anymore. Um, But the first order of business, I think we do need to talk about the last episode. Um, In between recording the last episode and this episode, Mm -hmm. we learned that the word spooky is like not one that we should be using anymore. Um, Yeah, it that's that's a hard one. Even like in recording this episode, I used that word in, you know, obviously we cut it out. But uh, yeah, it's It's so so, it's a weird word because it's. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, no, it's just so prevalent in, I think, the way that we talk about this time of year that it's, like, yes. hard not to use it. It's interesting because I did a little more research, and it seems oh. like there's a divide. You know, there's a divide between the people who are, like, it's rooted in racism, it's rooted in all these things, and then there's the people who are, like, I don't see it that way, it's a descriptor, it's not... Uh, a slur and you know the why makes it not a slur and you know all these things and I kind of sit there and I go but even if you have a group of friends or a group of non-friends you're just out in public and someone comes up to you and says hey you keep using this descriptor word and it's really offensive to me and my family can Mm -hmm. you stop you would stop right Right. so I kind of lean towards if it's offending some, I don't want to use it at all. And yeah, yeah, I'm not here to, you know, split hairs. I'm not, you know, it's, it's, there are some who are offended by that word and we will try not to use it. And 
we right. Samson and I plan to hold each other accountable for that. Yeah, and and you know, I I think one of the things that we talked about before we recorded this was that context really matters too. Um, I I personally would rather take it out of my lexicon. Is that the word? Uh, vocabulary. <laughs> sure, my vocabulary. I'd rather take it out of my vocabulary than potentially offend someone because even in the right context, which would be, you know, talking about Halloween or a horror situ like movie or a haunted yeah. house or something, in that context, you know the the meaning of the word but if i were to say it in the context with a bunch of black people in a part of town that has a lot of people of color like and i asked were you spooked i think mm. that would be the wrong context to be using that word right because even though it's still talking about even though i'm not using it as a racial slur in that context it could be seen as using a racial context so yeah either way like and I just wouldn't say it to my friends like I just yeah. wouldn't <laughs> one of the um articles I was reading I think it was yesterday or the day before um I I'm so lost this week but uh, the the linguist was saying basically we have to treat the word spooky as a potential for discrimination. Mm -hmm. Just because right now it is not being labeled as a slur does not mean it's not a slur. And mm -hmm. she said, you know, spook is a Dutch word for ghost and it was a word for spy. And then it was used for black spies during the war. And right. then when they came back from the war, they called them spooks. And then they would call them spooky. And then they would, you know, and so it, it's evolved over time. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where it is offensive to some and it's not offensive to others. And she's like, I lean on the side of caution. I, it's going to offend. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of sitting there going, oh, my God, it is. It's a cusp word. It's at mm -hmm. the cusp of of being redefined. I went to Nazareth College of Rochester and at the college it used to be run by nuns and like it used to be a Catholic school so uh, obviously with Nazareth being the name um and oh okay okay yes. wow I you know I grew up religious and I still didn't put that together <laughs> like... I didn't put two and two together until like after I got there so I was just thinking it was someone's last name. And isn't no, it like it's Jesus like Nazareth. of Nazareth? Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it was run by nuns. <laughs> One of the dorms used to be a uh, hospital or like a nursing place uh, where the nuns would take care of people. And apparently on the third floor, which you, we don't have access to as students, like there aren't dorms up there, apparently they never m removed the, like wheelchairs and the beds so at like 3 a.m which is known to be the witching hour you will hear the um beds and the uh hospital chairs and the all of the things that are still up there just like rolling across the ceiling or, no. which would be the floor of the third floor yeah and then also they say on the second floor you can hear around 3 a.m um a little boy running down the hallway 
No. Um, I don't know how they know it's a little boy. That's just, like, what I've heard. Um, and you can hear them, like, the nuns, like, banging on the pipes. I don't know of how much that one is true because I think those are just old pipes because the school that could buildings be like water are so hammer, old. Like, yeah, where it like hammers in the wall. Yeah, yeah, but people claim that that's what that is. Ooh, I have chills. Like I, mean... I know it's really creepy. I I have heard something when I because I'll go to hang out with my friends on in their dorms and I have heard stuff like on the second floor, definitely coming from the third floor. I don't know what it is. I cannot confirm or deny that that's actually, like, beds or wheelchairs rolling around. But, because this would have had, they would have had to leave that stuff up there for several, several decades. Because, and, like, why they would do that, I don't know. Like, maybe it's just too much work to, like, take it out of there. Because, like, the elevators aren't very big, you know? They're normal people elevators um so i don't know but that's frightening yeah that is absolutely if i was in the second floor and heard the like wheels moving across my ceiling i would be really creeped out like super creeped out (laughs) i i definitely was a little creeped out by the noises because it's like what what would what would it be if it's not that like i i don't know it doesn't sound like an animal. It doesn't sound like footsteps, you know? Yeah. It's, so. like, very a very distinct noise. Right, right. And the the dance... So in that... Weirdly enough, in that dorm, there's a separate room that used to probably be some kind of chapel, like a small chapel, mm-hmm. that they turned into a dance studio for us. Um, because we'll basically just take any space we can get. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And I've been in there very late at night, and it's a it's a strange vibe. It's a very yeah. strange vibe. Um, but I almost oh. like it because I felt like I was doing some of my most creative work. I also was probably manic, but you know that's <laughs> <laughs> that's another story for We're another time. We're all manic in college. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Nobody sleeps. It's such high Nobody. Stress. Yeah. Yeah. That was, like, but, my only outlet was uh, going to the dance studio when no one was there at, like, you know, 2 a.m. Definitely some weird vibes in that building. We also have, I didn't tell you this last time, we also have a series of underground tunnels. Wait, what? Yeah, that connect you to different buildings. Not all the buildings, like, the newer ones that are made after these the tunnels, like, after the campus was established, like, they don't have access right. to those buildings, but most of them on campus, you can go to the basement level and like walk down these like long hallways with like all these like pipes and things like just kind of exposed and it's pretty well lit like it's not like super creepy but if you do go there you know after hours which you can like they're not locked off or anything but it's it's nice in the winter when you know there's snow everywhere and it's cold and you don't really want to like lug a jacket around obviously that doesn't work for me because I was in a newer building for the arts program but um (laughs) but yeah like there's just these tunnels that are like concrete it was Catholic because of the yeah, names. Yeah. What is it with Catholics and catacombs? Like, what is it? I don't know. Like, that's like I a thing, know. right? I know. They, it's really they love, weird. They love like their little underground tunnels. I mean, it made it makes a lot of sense because Rochester is like very snowy in the winter, and mm-hmm. also to not have to, you know, 
put on a jacket or whatever, like definitely handy. But I can't imagine, I can't understand, I can't make any other reason for it. It is just, it's just weird though. Like, yeah. cause if you're down there alone at night, it's, it's creepy and it echoes. So yeah. like if you hear footsteps, they could be quite a ways away or just like at the other Oof. end of the hall. Like you don't really know where they're coming from. <laughs> In our small town, it's pretty rural, so the kids don't necessarily have a lot of neighborhoods to trick-or-treat in. Uh, so downtown does a whole, like, Halloween parade. They throw candy at the children, or to, to the children, not at them. And um, <laughs> the businesses open up and decorate, and the kids can go in and trick-or-treat so, sort of thing. And so as this is happening, they notice a man full-grown man kind of walking on the sidewalk along Main Street in the full Michael Myers costume with the mask and a fake knife. (laughs) So terrifying. Yes. And he's walking and they took pictures. I saw the pictures. I don't have them, obviously. But he would like hide behind a tree and like peek his head around and then like peek. And he was obviously trying to do something funny but it was coming across really creepy and scary and so one of the detectives took it upon himself to go have a chat with Michael Myers and (laughs) (laughs) and he said uh when he was telling me this story um he was like yeah so I went up to this guy and I was like hey what's your deal I think you're scaring the kids and he said nothing he didn't make a noise he didn't say words nothing he just stood there with his knife and stared and the detective was like hey are i think you should leave like i mean i'm not going to arrest you or anything you're just in halloween get up but like this is super creepy and <laughs> the guy just stood there and finally the detective said do you want a picture with me and he got a picture with him oh my god <laughs> and it kind of makes me feel about like that time the San Francisco detectives were looking for the Zodiac and they pulled the Zodiac over and like talked to him and let him go because they had no idea who he was yet. And they were pretty certain that that's who they talked to. <laughs> it was like, is this a murderer? Like, is this a- I, I hate that you just said that. I hate oh, really? everything I'm about sorry. that. <laughs> so when I was working in dispatch, I'm just going to jump into the next story here. When I was working in dispatch, it was around Halloween. I would say it was fall. I can't remember exactly what month it was. This, uh, I was doing graveyard shift. And so it was literally like two or three in the morning. And we got an alarm call. And we, that's, that would happen quite frequently. People's alarms would go off and mostly businesses. And then we'd call the responsible party and, and dispatch um, deputies or police out to that location so this one was an alarm at a mortuary which is frightening (laughs) in and of itself hate it and what's really bizarre is it was a motion detection alarm and it was in the morgue where there is no living bodies fuck that at two in the morning (laughs) i know fuck that we dispatched we went over the radio and we were like you know, unit whatever, 1033 at whatever location. And they were like, nope. (laughs) They were just like negative dispatch. (laughs) 
or like motion detection at the morgue and he called us and he was like i i can't go alone i can't go alone to that like i i need someone to come with me oh my gosh <laughs> this is like a zombie which prompted my next question to my dispatch trainer i said okay so if there are zombies what do we do and she turned to me dead serious and she goes, DOJ has a zombie protocol. So if we ever do deal with the undead, they'll send us the zombie protocol. Because for any natural disaster or human disaster or biological warfare, they have protocols. And she was like, dead serious. And I was like, can I please see the zombie protocol? And she goes, no, we can only request it when there is an actual zombie situation. Just like the fire protocol and just like the, the flood protocol and all that stuff. And I'm just sitting there like... Okay, who at DOJ wrote the zombie protocol? What? Do they even know all the stuff? Did they read the survival guide? Like, do they? I need to know what this says. Like, I have to know. Oh my and gosh. So, I know. So, zombie protocol is legit. The government has a zombie protocol, everyone. And I've never read it, though, because we've never dealt with zombies. And so, it's like. I. Yikes. Yeah. Just big yikes. I can't believe that is there an alien protocol yes yeah well we are, <gasps> we know that aliens are real so i know but like yeah confirmed confirmed aliens oh exist. confirmed yeah wow. yeah zombie protocol alien pro- protocol there's probably like a mermaid protocol like everything you can think of like they've, they've probably shook. written something up just in case That's... and how cool would it have been to be that person yeah to like write that shit up yeah and be like, in the event of a zombie protocol, you know, a zombie apocalypse, here are the steps. Wow. Call FEMA. <laughs> I love that. Establish, establish an emergency command center. Please make sure the center is at least 10 miles away from the infected area. You know, shit like that. <laughs> like, I love that, but, though. Yeah, and then one time um, I was on a ride-along with my friend, uh, and it was the middle of the night, and we were doing a security check at a cemetery. Oh. And so we unlocked the gate. We're driving through the cemetery because, you know, people people are sometimes not appropriate at cemeteries, and, and they'll, uh, you know, vandalize and, you know, stuff like that, and especially around, you know, Halloween season. So we're going through the graveyard and we see this like kind of person. We you know we have the spotlight and we shine it and we see this person and they like no. disappeared. No. Yeah. And Are you I was like me? No. And I turned to her and I was like, Did you see that? Did you see that? And she didn't because she had her spotlight looking the other way. Because oh, we were both, you know, looking. I was like, Oh my God, I saw a ghost. And she's like, Nope. And she like drove right out. She was like, No, no. And I was like, I swear to God. I was like, It it was there. I shined my light on it. And then it was like gone. And just, I don't I know if that's picking up my noise, but <laughs> it's like, and she's like, We're out. We're out. We're not staying here. This, no, 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 no very superstitious and i was just like i can't i can't believe that just happened that's like, so freaky as hell i cannot i know and i it took me years to like go back to a cemetery like even though i love wow. them but it took me a few years to be like okay 
I can visit a cemetery. Well, should I talk about ghost lights? I think you should. Do you want to tell them what you thought a ghost light was? Yeah. I thought it was a light that a ghost turned on <laughs> in the theater. So a ghost... And, and every theater had one. No. A ghost light is not a light that is turned on by a ghost. It's actually supposed to be a light that, in superstition, is to keep away ghosts from the theater. And the the ghost lights are usually just a bare bulb light that's on, you know wheels on a stand uh that's put in the center of the stage or actually center stage at the front edge so that if someone were to walk out onto the stage they wouldn't fall off into the pit and like break a leg or worse so that's a thing but i do want to share um a little story about an actual haunted theater so yes um this is on the playbill website it actually is an article that just came out in the new amsterdam theater there was this uh zigfield folly chorus girl and she's had many sightings and to give background to her she was a chorus girl in the 1915 zigfield follies on the new amsterdam main stage and zigfield's subsequent midnight frolics at the more intimate new amsterdam rooftop on the top floor of the same building and olive was whisked out of hollywood where she made a bunch of silent films um, with some pretty notable stars of that time. Uh, What happened was really sad, actually. She accidentally overdosed on um, another star's medication, um, which was like mercury bicloride, which is like poisonous. It's quote, it says, quote, accidentally emptied the entire blue bottle of pills and Olive died two days later. And then she was brought back to the Bronx at the Woodland, uh, sorry, Woodlawn Cemetery for her burial. People say that uh, they can see her at the stage. She's been sighted, like, pretty recently with um, King David and the Lion King um, in 1997, and when the theater reopened at around that time. And then she also was seen during um, Aladdin, which is in 2014. So I, I want to read one part of a of a of a sighting. Olive Thomas may have made another another appearance in the middle of a crowded New Amsterdam orchestra section shortly after the opening of Aladdin in 2014. An audience member came up to one of the ushers during a performance and asked if she could have a booster seat for her child. We don't like to interrupt the show, so we waited. So we waited until the intermission and came to her with a booster, but we found that she already had one. When we asked where she had gotten it, she said the lady in the back of the theater. Um, had gestured to where they were. Now we don't have a woman in the back of the house who does that in the middle of a show. We checked and none of the staff had done it, so you can take that how you like, but it was kind of freaky. Wow. That is freaky. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and I love it, though. Yeah, and I guess um, people who work at the theater, they said, we embrace it. She's never violent, always playful. She kind of embodies what we're all about here at Disney. Um, we're in the business of happiness. And to some someone from so long ago acknowledging that she's pleased makes us feel like we're doing the right things. So Disney believes in ghosts, I guess. So... 
how do I tell them about my sleep paralysis demons? Um, hi, I'm Rebecca, and I have sleep paralysis demons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to laugh about it because it's very frightening. <laughs> well, I... I'll just tell the story of the latest one and just mention that I have other ones. And if people ask for more, I can dive deeper. Okay, sure, sure. That works. Okay. Hi, my name is Rebecca. And... (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Rebecca. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Um. Okay. I recently encountered a sleep paralysis demon unlike any other sleep paralysis demons that I have had in my history. So for those of you who don't know, a sleep paralysis demon is kind of part of a sleep disorder. Uh, What's weird about it is medically, they're able to scientifically say why it's happening, but what they can't understand is that those of us who have sleep paralysis demons for the most part, we share them. Meaning I have uh, three primary sleep paralysis demons. I have the witch lady, I have the hat man, and I have the bean man. And a lot of people online talk about the witch lady or the old hag. And it's very similar to my witch lady. She was my first sleep paralysis demon that I had when I was four. And she's kind of been with me all these years. The hat man showed up when I was a teenager. And the bean man showed up when I was in my 20s. The hat man is faceless. A lot of people have a hat man that comes and visits them. He's the one that will touch me and not inappropriately or anything like that. He just like will squeeze my arm. Sometimes he'll like touch the back of my neck. And fuck that. It's very. Yeah. You love that. (laughs) No, I said fuck that. Uh, Oh, (laughs) I thought you said I love that. No, I hate that for you. Yeah, so what's really interesting is I had no idea what these things were. I just kind of, my whole life since it started when I was really little, I just assumed it was like figments of my imagination. You know, like I I just, I thought it was an overreactive, you know, lucid dream or something like that. But when I met my husband, Jeff, there, I'll explain who Jeff is. (laughs) Um, When I met Jeff and we were living together, I told him about the sleep paralysis demons and specifically I told him about the bean man because the bean man is not scary at all. He looks like a little bean with skinny little arms and legs and he just kind of stands next to my bed and stares at my face and he has like a wrinkly old man face. Um, So he's not like scary. He used to fill me with fear but he he doesn't anymore. He's just kind of like a dopey little dude. And um I was telling Jeff about him and then I was like yeah and I have a hat man and I have the witch lady and just so you know my witch lady is also like (laughs) she also can crawl on the walls like a spider and so she's like the most frightening one I think until recently when I had um a different one visit me but anyway so I tell Jeff about these and Jeff's like hey did you know that those are called sleep paralysis demons and I said, no, I, I had no idea what they were called. I just thought, it's just my imagination. And he was like, no, it's part of, you know, and he showed me all this stuff and people have drawn their demons. And I'm like, oh my God, like my hat man looks like this person's hat man. My witch lady looks like this person's witch lady. And, and I had never Googled these things. So it's kind of like 
that's where the medical doctors and the scientists can't can't explain like they they can explain why we're seeing things they can explain why we wake up and have those feelings they can explain why we have the paralysis but what they can't explain is this shared phenomenon aspect that's so of it, freaky which is, i hate that i know yeah and so last week um samson and i got together and that morning i had had i had one visit me that i had never met before and she scared the ever-living crap out of me so i was laying on my bed and i could feel my eyes open and i could see the side of my room and i was looking at the curtains and in my head i was like wow these curtains are beautiful which is kind of a weird thought to have but (laughs) i was kind of like wow look at my curtains and so i rolled and then immediately was paralyzed Uh. and i was like "Uh uh-oh i'm having um a low potassium episode you know like i'm having periodic paralysis but then i started getting filled with dread mm-hmm. and then i was like "Uh oh i have a sleep paralysis demon here and so i'm looking with my eyes because i can't move my body and i'm looking at where one of the corners of the room we have an oscillating fan that's kind of tall and i was like oh the fan but above the fan was this floating being who was like she had kind of like this this face that was staring right at Jeff. And and that freaked me out because normally they're, they're just focused on me. It's as if no one else is in mm-hmm. the room. And she's staring at Jeff. And her clothes, she has like this flowy hooded garment on. And it's just like torn fabric that's floating all around her. And like on her head too. It's, it's almost as if it's separate from her being. And she's staring at Jeff. And she slowly looks around the room and within a split second, it's almost like a cutscene. she's staring right at uh. me. And yeah. And so it was like cut to, and I, from head to toe, chills, sweat, dread. And I was like, oh my God, she's gonna kill me. And her clothes went from this grayish white and it just started turning black and darker and darker and darker, like just, changed color i want to throw up i am so upset by this oh my god i'm so sorry i'm sorry listeners but this is what happens to me and this is something i deal with and so she's a new one and of course it passes and i'm sitting there and i'm like jeff jeff wake up i i just had a new sleep paralysis demon and i'm telling him about her and he drew her and i was like why the fuck would you draw this like you know i was like but luckily it wasn't quite spot on so it was like okay to look at um but i was telling him and he's like you know what it's been a very long time since they visited you and i was like yeah i kind of feel like like she's the boss and like she's been mad at the ones that have been assigned to me because they don't scare me anymore or they don't scare me as much let's just be honest they're still scary Uh. and like like she's like the boss who comes and does like a a supervision visit where they're like hey let me watch you do your job and she like (laughs) and so like maybe another one was there that i didn't notice because all i could notice was her like overseeing and like that's why she was looking around the room i have no idea but of course this like sparked a conversation of well if people have shared paralysis demons maybe there's like districts with regional managers and she's like the regional manager of my district i hate that <laughs> i like, i do not I like that we are equating a paralysis demon 
to a general manager. <laughs> no, not a general manager. A oh, regional whatever. Assistant to the yeah. original manager. Um, yeah. And so then it made me think, like, there's this paralysis demon warehouse where they all, like, clock in. And they're like, yeah, I got Rebecca tonight. And tomorrow night I got Sally. And I've been assigned a new four-year-old. And, oh, I just hate those four-year-olds. You know, like, they're just, like, talking shop around the water cooler. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Could you imagine? It's kind of like Monsters, Inc., but, like, terrifying. Yeah. I was thinking of writing a book series oh, um, about my paralysis demons and their, their histories. And um, I just worry because I'm a little bit superstitious about this new one. And I worry that if I start writing about them, I'm welcoming mm. I'm welcoming welcoming them to show me more. And I don't I'm I it's enough. You know, that's enough slices. <laughs> like, that's enough. <laughs> it's enough slices. <laughs> yeah. But like this also, you know, like so sleep paralysis demons, I'm paralyzed. I can't move. I I'm filled with fear or dread. When I see the witch lady, because she's my oldest one, sometimes there's that feeling of like, oh, you're here. And then the feeling of like, why are you here? Oh my God, mm. I don't want you here. You know, like there's kind of a familiarity that I have with her. And then with the hat man, I've talked to him before because Jeff's like, try talking to him. And so I've said things like, please don't touch my neck. And now when he comes, he touches my arms. He'll touch my back. He won't touch my neck anymore. And so it's kind of like, are they real? Is it figment of my that. imagination? No. Yeah, Why and the bean you... man. Uh... Yeah, the bean man is like a goofy little dude. Like I don't know how to explain him very much. He literally looks like a kidney bean with arms and legs and a wrinkly old man face. Uh... And all he does is he gets really close to my face and he breathes this hot, gross air on me and just goes like. <sighs> I just, and I so hate he's not that you can feel scary. things, though. Like, it's one thing to just see them. It's another thing to yeah. have them actually physically interact with you. And the fact that he listened to you. Yeah. I hate that. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. And I've never talked to the witch lady because I can't. Like, I've tried. I've tried many times and it, it, no words can come out. I hate it. I've talked to the bean man because one time the bean man was there and he was just like, he's in my face and I was not having it and I couldn't move my body. And I like rolled my eyes and I was like, please just go away. And then when I opened my eyes, he was gone. Wow. And so I was like, oh, thank God. And I got up and, you know, walked around for a little wow. bit and calmed myself down. But yeah, and it's it's just so, it's one thing to get logical about it, right? Mm -hmm. It's one thing to be like, I'm stressed. I'm having stress mm -hmm. dreams. And now I'm in between lucid dreaming and waking up or REM and waking up. And I'm seeing things with the shadows in the room right. or I'm seeing things. And one of the reasons like, <laughs> so Jeff, Jeff doesn't mind if there's like light on in the room, you know? So like if, if the humidifier emits a blue light, that doesn't bother him. Or if like the TV has a red light or the fan has a blue light, you know, all these things have lights mm -hmm. on them, right? I have to have it pitch black because when I wake up and see something, I know it could actually be something. Right. And so I want it to be as dark as possible so that if they are there, I don't notice them. <laughs> and so <laughs> what was interesting is Jeff had the humidifier running when I saw this woman this new woman. I don't even know what to call her yet. The regional manager. 
Yeah, the regional manager. I don't think she'll like that. No, probably not. Yeah, I do notice that if I talk about them more, they show up more. Uh. And yeah, so there, I, I may have some episodes uh, soon, but I'm curious about her. But the way she made me feel was unlike any of the other ones. Like, it, it was absolute dread mm. it, it, and fear at the same time mm. and it was kind of like I've never felt that afraid of them before mm. even as a child like I'd never never felt that before and for people to have that shared experience it's so weird it's so weird <laughs> that's really freaky <laughs> There was a time when I was um, meditating and kind of doing some, like, calling on some, like, spirit guides or someone, anyone really that wanted to listen, to kind of help me through some stuff that I was going through. So I was, I was, Mm -hmm. um, I was meditating, I was in my room, it was like kind of a windy night, but I had like closed my really thick curtains, Um, and like, there's definitely a draft from my window, but it's you know, it's not that bad. But it was a windy night and I, the only light in the room was a candle. I had the candle on my nightstand the furthest away from the, the, um, the window. And it was the only light in the room. And I, I had my eyes closed, but I could like see, cause you know how you can see light through your eyes uh, when they're closed through your eyelids. You know how you can see with your eyes? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I saw the light flickering behind my eyelids, and so I, like, open my eyes, and I see it, and it's going crazy. Like, it looks like it could be blown out. That's how fast it was moving. And I was like, is someone here? And it, like, kept going, and I was like, if someone's here, make the candle stop moving. And it stopped instantly. And I did that a couple times. I'm like, if someone's really here, like make it flicker. And it would do both. Like it would do stop and flicker on command. And I was like, that's fucking weird. And I even like moved it to the floor into like a different part of the room and like cupped my hands around it so that there wasn't a draft and like, like you know, like shielded my, my body around it. And like, it still was doing it. I was like, this is fucking weird. Like... <laughs> And I didn't know who was here or like, like it could have been any spirit at all. It could have been my grandfather. It could have been one of my spirit guides. It could have been someone else. I don't even know. And also I, this is part I didn't tell you also out of the corner of my, if I was sitting on my bed out of the corner of my eye, I kept seeing some shadow thing moving and I don't know what that was either, but it was like, on the, it was like in this corner of my room where I happened to have kind of my like shrine and all of my like witchy stuff in this one corner of the room. Yeah. So I don't know what that's about either, but it hasn't happened since. That was the only time. Wow. Uh. <laughs> and I know that like people are probably going to be like, oh, well, it was just the wind or the breeze or whatever. But I like, I tested it multiple times. I... Yeah. They were probably sick of you for how many times you kept like testing. I know. Them. And we're like, dude, come I know, on, I'm here. I know. Like flicker, flicker, leave me alone. I was, but I, <laughs> I, I guess it's because I watch those um, 
ghost hunting shows a lot so i'm like i have to test this i have to do multiple tries i need to know for sure that this is what this is i have to rule out all of the other things but you know yeah i mean i have i had no other way to know and like i'm sure that also if it was my spirit guides they probably were really pissed because they're like we've been around and you're just not listening to us me to start <clears throat> or you start you can do it okay um hi my name's Rebecca <laughs> um <laughs> um thank you everyone for listening to our Halloween spectacular episode Halloween extravaganza <laughs> I think that's what I was calling yes, it last yes, it episode is. So we appreciate you uh, listening. Please share if you feel like sharing. Also, if you want to share your stories with us, again, you can do that on anchor.fm slash you can't be sick on Mondays. You can submit a voice recording to us. You can also write in your scary story and maybe be featured on a bonus episode. And you can do that to our email, you can't be sick on Mondays at gmail.com. Yay! Um, thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends. And we would love to hear from you. And we hope you have a very creepy, very scary Halloween season. In order to restore balance in the world with hatred and darkness, we hope you have a terrible day. Bye! Bye! That's also not I still don't know. I have you no idea. You the music. You didn't tell the one with the ghost or the the like goblin thing that was on top of you when you were sleeping. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. I didn't. <laughs>